0: Coming to the stage is an actor, rapper, TV personality who has leveraged massive success on YouTube into building his own legacy in the entertainment industry. He's been featured on Epic Rap Battles of History, MTV's (laughs) Wild Out, Basic to Bougie, Deliciousness, and so much more. In 2014, his YouTube channel was listed on New Media Rockstar's Top 100 Channels. Please help me welcome to the stage my good friend Timothy Chantorangsu. Yay!
1: Hey, you want to know a fun fact? Kev? I, this is all about fun facts. You want to know a fun fact? I do. My birth name. I mean, as you know, my last name is Chantorangsu. Yes. But my my first name is actually just Tim. What? <laughs> What? It's just Tim on my birth Your certificate. Your birth name is Tim. Yeah, it's not Timothy. It's just so Timothy De La Ghetto was a <laughs> Timothy was a nickname. Well, I I just thought it flowed better with the De La Ghetto moniker. You know what I'm saying? So what
0: are you saying to me? <laughs> This whole time, my life has been a lie. Is Santa Claus not real? Marquita Bradley, are you even a black woman? Cam, are you are you pressing buttons? Your birth name is Tim?
1: It's just Tim. Plain old Tim, yeah. I think the thought process, my parents thought I would already be struggling with like the long last name, so they was like, let me just keep uh, <laughs> the sh- as short as possible, yeah. I did not
0: know that. Just Tim. Just Tim. And I don't have a middle name. So you're... N- <laughs> They were like, Charles and Rock's was a lot. Yeah. Just go Tim and nothing else. It was a
1: struggle for a little kid in school. Like, I remember specifically studying how to spell my last name. Really? I, when I got old enough to the point where I was, like, you know, writing letters, Mm-mm. I was like, all right. C-H-A-N <laughs> And I had to
0: learn it You know what I'm saying Cause it's long It is <laughs> Chantarangsu So I we'll actually want to skip to that Since we're talking about sure, it sure, already sure. Yeah yeah So most of us Who followed you as OG YouTuber Tim is on my Mount Rushmore of YouTubers by the way Oh Cam Tim Issa Rae Dormtainment, there's really no fourth. Those are the three people that I spent most of the time when I was supposed to be working at Boeing <laughs> watching on YouTube. Uh, but I knew you as Timothy De La Ghetto. Yes, sir. Right? Uh, and I also, well, tell the people the story behind De La Ghetto and the switch to Chantarong. Sure, let's talk about it. Let's so talk about if
1: it. If you didn't know, um, my name, my stage name on YouTube used to be Timothy De La Ghetto, right? And um, so me. Well, let me just keep it simple first, and then I'll expand on it, all sure. right? So, if you don't know, it's from an old episode of The Fresh Prince. Classic episode of The Fresh Prince. Will joins a poetry club to meet girls. He makes up a poet named Rafael de la Guito, all mm-hmm. right? So, I was a huge Fresh Prince fan growing up. You know what I'm saying? I'm an only child, so I felt like The Fresh Prince was almost, I looked at him like an older brother. Okay. You know, that character, specifically that show, because I, I didn't have, like uh an older brother, older cousins really to like teach me how to, you know, talk to girls and mm-hmm. how to, you know, uh be confident. So I was like such a fan of the Fresh Prince and I feel like it was a big influence on me, right? And then it was also just Will Smith was a big inspiration to me. You know, when I was a, a young a youngin', I decided I'm gonna follow in Will Smith's footsteps and I'm gonna do everything He's done, which is rap, TV, movies. I made a plan for myself. I called it the Fresh Prince format. I was okay. like, I'm going to follow this format. It's the FPF. All right. <laughs> that was my plan for my life. Okay. So when I started making YouTube videos, um, I would just be freestyling. It was a lot of just freestyle videos. And then one day I was freestyling. I said Timothy De La Ghetto. And I'm like, this, this is stuck. Because actually, my original, original account that got hacked when I had like 50 subscribers was just funky fresh. <laughs> <laughs> funky Fresh. <laughs> this was a pad like 05. Okay, so just a okay. bunch of just stupid videos, right? Yeah. And then so that guy hacked. someone guessed my password, deleted my videos because my password was funky, actually. <laughs> this was the early stages. <laughs> Before you really thought you had to have like a, a, a difficult password, right? And I, was, I was a youngin, just signing up for stuff. Oh man! So, anyways, I was freestyling. I said Timothy De La Ghetto in a freestyle, and it stuck. I was like, this is a catchy YouTube name, right? Yeah. And then um, it just be, kind of became my thing. I was like, I love the Fresh Prince. I love Will Smith. Um, I will be the Asian Fresh Prince. You know, right. Timothy De La Ghetto. Yeah. That name stuck branding wise, you know. Um, and that was like my my comedy stage name, right? Um and I had that name for a good up until like mm, damn near 2 years ago. So that's like mm, I've been on YouTube for 16 years, like psh, 14 years, right? Yep. 13 14 years. In
0: 2020 during the pandemic you switched.
1: Yes, yes. Okay, so now fast forward, we're deep in the pandemic. I'm talking about this is when everybody is like on lockdown, we're not going anywhere <laughs> and I start contemplating life, all right? Also, look, I had already kind of been debating using my real name, but I was going to phase it out, like, on some 50, 50, uh, no, no, like, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson type, you yep. know, have it in quotes, right? Mm-hmm. Because in my head, I'm like, look, if I see myself going where I want to go, accepting Academy Awards and whatnot, uh, slapping Chris Rock, no, uh, <laughs> if, I, <laughs> if I see myself at these award shows, do I really see like Glenn Close presenting an award to Timothy De La Ghetto, my YouTube name, yeah. right? I was like, nah, I need to really kind of like, I'm, I need to use my real name, right? Yeah. But it was already like my branding and this and that, so I was hesitant, you know what I'm saying? So now it's pandemic, think about life, and I'm like, if I caught COVID today and died, how would I want people to remember me, mm. you know? Mm. So I thought, what is a better time than now while the world is kind of resetting to reset? Yeah. And, I was, and it was a number of things, right? Because I was thinking like, if my whole mo over the over the like the years has been to really like make asian kids proud of where they are of who they are and where they come from um because i always make sure to like really highlight um like thai food and Mm -hmm. um i speak thai in my video my vlogs a lot because you know i feel like when i was growing up uh a lot of kids were embarrassed about speaking their native language you know i remember talking to my parents on the phone and having to hide because I felt like, ah, if the kids hear me, they're going to make fun of me. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So in my videos, I really try to make, like, young Asian kids and young Asian dudes specifically feel proud of who they are, where they come from, right? right. But I'm like, okay, um, I if I'm doing that, I should really embrace my whole ass, long ass last name because initially I thought – I need a a celebrity, a catchy celebrity nickname, because they're not gonna be able to say Chantharongsu. Mm-hmm. But if I'm at the level that I wanna be, they're gonna have to learn how to say They, lo- they
0: know how to say Timothy
1: Chalamet. <laughs> exactly. They say that all the time. Exactly. And they say it right. Right. And now, and he gets, man, look, I don't even know who he was, but then like people started, like they'd be like, I was Googling Tim Chantharonsu when Timothy Chalamet came. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> but 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 needless to say, right, I'm like, look, man, um, it's the perfect time to really embrace that and also if I died today, you know, I would want it to be um kind of like a testimony to just me and my people and like my and like my family, you yeah. know what I'm saying, really rep cuz a lot of people didn't even know I was Thai. But if you're Asian and you hear a name like Chantharongse, you're like, oh, he's th- he's to Thai Cambodian because we're notorious for our really long last names. Got it, got it. So, um, you know, I just really want to fully embrace, uh, and represent, and 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 also plan for the future when I'm, you know, at these award shows, I don't want them to be calling my YouTube name. You right, know what I mean? so right, right. That's the long and short of it. And and we talked about this before on the Squadcast. Yeah. But um. You know, there was like a younger generation who had never seen the Fresh Prince, yeah. only seen me from and Out. And they were like, why is he calling himself ghetto? What What is he trying to represent? What is he trying to highlight? And the thing about it is, too, I grew up in an area of Long Beach till I was like 10 or 11 that people would consider the ghetto. Right. But I was never trying to highlight that. It was right. just from the Fresh Prince. You know what I'm and saying? And the further
0: away from the Fresh Prince it got, the less people ha- got that reference.
1: Yeah, and like I, I had to realize, too. You know, because I was like, oh, I got to explain it to these kids. But then I'm like, look, man, the older I get, the younger they're going to get. Right. The more people aren't going to know about that episode. So yeah. I was like, all right, man, look, let me just hit the reset
0: and just do it. You know, that's crazy because it's such a like I got it immediately. Right. Fresh Prince, I think, started like 88 or 89 or 90, maybe. Let's see. I think it was like nine, it was it was a long time ago. So A if, lot of people watching you on Wild and Out weren't even born when that show went off the air. Man. Which is a crazy thought. People were born after 1996. Isn't that weird? I'd be like, what Kev, are you doing? People were born in the year 2000 and they're 22. That's weird. What <laughs> are they doing in the world walking around? That's so strange. Where are your parents? People are like you born in 01, or 02, well, what are you, you are 01 or 02 Man, baby. Man, there's <laughs> there's people who were born in 01, 02 that are professional soccer players. In the NBA. That they were weird. born when I was 18. Ew. But I'm almost 40. <laughs> Kids gonna keep being born. My Ew. niece and nephews are having children. I had a baby. You had a baby. What the hell? By the way, I, <laughs> I love your dad content. Tim, as a dad, it was like all the puns you've been doing <laughs> for a long time now are properly framed. Man, I try to beta. tell, because
1: they'll hit me with the, oh, the dad joke energy coming in. I'm like, I've been making these jokes since before they call them dad jokes. You were calling them puns. I just like puns. Yeah. But actually, look. Side tangent. I feel like I've been talking a lot, but this is what I'm. This is what <laughs> it's about. Um, side tangent. A lot of uh, rapper bars are just puns framed differently. Because I tried to tell people one time. I because I tweeted one time like, uh, "Oh, <laughs> I hate my dentist. Uh, he always hurts my feelings." Mm-hmm. Right? And people were like, "Corny, that's corny." But I'm like, "Look, if I was, if this was on a, a song, and I said like something, something." Um, yeah, me and my girl, something something. We just chilling, but she like my dentist. She always hurts my feelings. People will be like, "Oh, yeah. bars," <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a dad joke. It's
0: just a dad joke. <laughs> it's
1: literally just a dad joke.
0: Like, T- too many Argos on your team. That's why your wins low. Oh come on, that's not even a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and like. They were really just kind of easy, easy dad jokes. Man, most dad jokes and rap, it's just good double entendre. Yeah. That's all you did. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's go all the the way back to a young Tim. Yeah. So you were born in Billings, Montana. (laughs) Yes, 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 I was. Do you remember any of that before you moved to Long Beach? No, because I was literally just a baby there. Baby Tim from Montana. Yeah. How did your parents get to Montana?
1: Okay, so uh, I'm a little blurry on that, but something about, like, my dad had gone there for some, like, skiing trip or something like that mm-hmm. and then he really thought it was just beautiful and thought i'm gonna move here for a bit so he started just going He was taking some like he went to some college out there he was taking like art classes and then mm-hmm. and then he um started working in a restaurant like a thai food restaurant um and then met my mom in thailand brought her back to montana had sexual intercourse
0: is that how you were born <laughs> Oh, I was curious how yeah. they did things in Montana. Sexual Good intercourse. Not much else to do but ride horses and
1: <laughs> and ride coochie. Yeah, pretty much <laughs> riding coochie. I, I pictured my dad just surfing on my mom's coochie right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but then I was born, and then for whatever reason, uh, they moved to. Um, uh las vegas for a short period of time and then long beach and i, I was in long beach from like a baby up until like 12 yeah okay and then you moved to paramount yes yeah, so we moved to paramount when we uh my parents took over a thai food restaurant in paramount uh called thai smile they took
0: over just kind of redid everything uh and we had that restaurant for like 20 years 20 that was one of my things i told tim this off camera before many <laughs> times i would when i worked at boeing i used to be like man i want to eat at tim's parents' restaurant, but I didn't have money to travel for frivolous activities, (laughs) and by the time I moved here, like, shortly thereafter, they closed it. You you retired them. And where were you? (laughs) I was in Seattle, Washington. Uh, Well, I was in Tacoma living, but working in Seattle. I see, I see, I see. And Seattle is really big on Asian food as well. There's fire Asian food in Seattle. Great Asian food. Yes. I've already been familiar, and Mm -hmm. Thai food is just creme de la crème. Uh, top tier. Top tier. Patsy you. See, most people are at Pad Thai. Yes. If you ain't really had Patsy U, if you really even, are you going down the menu? I agree.
1: Patsy U <laughs> looking at me. I can tell by the way that you're feeling me. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh
0: That's great! Uh... <laughs> I got that joke. <laughs> um, even yeah. though I hate 112, that was a good joke. What? Slim and Kev on stage have a long-standing beef. I cannot stand Slim's voice. Really? Um, <laughs> like cats scratching their claws on a chalkboard while being burned alive. Wow. But I don't want to make this about me. Let's
1: not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for, well, well, about you real quick, I think it's great that you go beyond the pot thai because um, real-ass Thai food. Be, I mean, look, pot thai is great. Yeah. Um, but once you really kind of dive into the menu a little more, um, there's some, like, solid sleeper bangers in there that people just don't okay, know about. Give
0: me about. your top five pad, uh, thai, thai food bangers. i tell you I'm, right I'm going to have Thai for lunch now. Oh. I haven't I, had it in at least a week or two.
1: So, i t- I tell you, i tell you what I always try to people, put people onto if they don't know, all right? Okay. Because the first, first few years of taking people to the restaurant, I would always be like, oh, okay, I'll order them Pad Thai, order them some fried rice, because I'll be like, oh, they, they can't handle the real shit, right? Yeah. But then I was like, wait, let me put them on to the good stuff. Yeah. So, um... One of my favorite things that my mom makes for me, uh, and you can order at most Thai restaurants, on the menu is gonna say uh, like spicy basil beef or something like that. Okay. It is uh, in Thai. It's called grapao. Okay. Oh,
0: pa- grapao. Yes, I've had that at a Thai restaurant in uh, Toronto.
1: Yes. Uh, uh, you went to the one that was un- downstairs. Yes. Um, it's like it's one syllable. Yeah,
0: it's uh, oh God Waleed put me on. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, I, I can't. Move we on have to, to do it. With. Yeah. No, I agree. I can't move on. We just let uh, me go. Ch- check my. Enjoy text. yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst yourself, guys, because it's just gonna mess up everything. Oh no! Here, I'll do this. <laughs> it's called pie. Let me tell you what. Oh, <laughs> it's called pie. <laughs> yes. You ever in Toronto and you want bomb Thai food? Go to a restaurant called Pie. P A I. Toronto natives don't say the second T. It's Toronto. I've I've noticed that.
1: Yeah, Toronto, not Toronto, Toronto, Toronto. Toronto. Okay. All right, so uh, Toronto fam. <laughs> Bear, bear <laughs> Thai food in Toronto, fam. Uh, <laughs> so many Thai food spots, <laughs> dem. All right. Well, anyways. Uh, <laughs> okay. So number one, grapau. Okay. Uh, it's a it's a uh, for those who don't know, it's a ground beef usually over rice, bunch of spicy seasonings, mm-hmm. some uh, mint leaves. Uh, usually they lay a whole fried egg on top. Yes. Fire. Big fan. Um, okay and then I will order them um, something. It, it'll be on the menu. It'll say like uh, crispy, crispy pork with Chinese broccoli. Okay. Um, super bomb. It's just it's literally just like uh like some crispy pork, Chinese broccoli, and like a sauce. Bomb. Okay. Um, a lot of people will go for the. Uh, Tom yam soup? Tom yam yep, soup? Okay. Yep, 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 But I say if you want to take it next level, there's a tom soup. I'm a big fan of tom Yes. I never like said a, it out loud
0: until you said it, but I've, I've ordered it.
1: Bomb. It's coconut based. Yeah. Uh, kind of sour, kind of spicy. Fire. One, two, that's three. Um, like Kev said, pati You Can't go wrong Can't with a patsy If you like Pad Thai and you're afraid of venturing into the more adventurous things, pati
0: u. The Save noodles that. are big and thick. Yes. Like, I like noodles. Like, uh, and yes. <laughs> I wasn't going to go there, guys. And if you did, get your head out the gutter. Yeah, you
1: little nasty. <laughs> and um, number five, sleeper hit. A lot of people, you know, you think of noodles. You know, you think of the Vietnamese pho. You think of Japanese ramen. Mm-hmm. Thai people got these noodles. It's called boat noodles, okay? Okay. It's a, it's a dark broth, so it's super, like, filling. It's a lot of beef, little different cuts of beef in there. If you if you want to go all the way with it, get it. by. It's going to be some liver in there. It's going to be oh. some tripe in there. Uh, if you scared of that, you can just say, just give me the beef and the meatballs. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> Liver and trite.
0: Yeah. I want to go all in. Oh, dude! What it. was the name one more time? Boat Noodles. Boat Noodles. Yeah, yeah. Thai Boat Noodles. All right, so take me to Paramount High School. <laughs> so is it true you sold candy and CDs and custom air forces? <laughs> Which Wikipedia article is this? Saying, this is Marquita Bradley, personal <laughs> investigator. This is some details. She gets it done. <laughs> was that the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, probably. Okay, so
1: Paramount High. Um, Paramount High was my first time going to a public school. I Ooh. went to Christian school from preschool to eighth grade. Okay. And then uh and then a Catholic school for a freshman year. It's weird over there. Uh i <laughs> Catholics are weird, bro. Uh but <laughs> uh, but so I was at Paramount High. It's like uh Paramount High's like 75 seventy five, eighty percent Mexican. Okay. And then um after that probably black and then some white and Asian and um Pacific Islanders sprinkled in there. You know what I'm saying uh, And so this is my first time being in public school. And, yes, I started selling candy because I'm like, this is my first time in a public school. I need to be fly. Got but to. I didn't want my parents spending money on all this name brand stuff. You know, mm-hmm. it was like $200 for a Sean John sweatsuit, you know. So uh, I had to – I really wanted to be fresh. So, you know, my parents, they would go to, like, Smart Final or whatever, and they would get – uh, stuff for the restaurant, and I would get a box of Snickers and a box of M&Ms, and you get a box for like mm, $10, $15, and I would sell each one for a dollar at school, and um, and that's how I could kind of afford to, you know, like, buy a new pair of Air Forces or right. whatever, Um, and so, funny story, Uh, one time, I would just walk around with, zi- with Ziploc bags with the candy, right, yeah. so one time I was, you know, just slanging the candy in class, <laughs> and- Third period, specifically, Mr. Wolf, he saw me selling in class. He was like, Tim, really? You're gonna sell during class? What what, what club is this for? And I was like, uh, Drama class, right? Drama club, because I was super cool with my drama teacher, Mr. Carlin. So he was like, I'm sure Mr. Carlin would love to know that you're selling candy in the middle of class. Give me your candy. I was like, damn. So I gave him the candy, right? And then right after class ended, I ran to Mr. Carlin's class. I said, Carlin, Carlin, I told Mr. Wolf I'm selling candy for drama, right? He's gonna give you my candy later. Just so you know, he was like, "All right." So, I get to drama fifth period. I'm trying, you know, thinking I'm Carlin's gonna give me my candy back. Right. Carlin hands me back a bag of money. He's like, "Yeah, kids kept wanting to buy candy, so I just, I sold it. I sold it for you." I was like, "Carlin, oh my, thank you!" What a G. Rest in peace, Mr. Carlin. He was, he was the best. Um. And then um, Yeah so then I eventually evolved Uh, I I had one of the first You know I was one of the Only people in school That had a computer That could burn CDs Mm. So I immediately You know Just started bootlegging (laughs) CDs um, To make some extra money And whenever a new one Would drop Oh like when Black Album dropped Jay Z Oh your boy made a killing (laughs) That week Everybody was like, Tim, you got the new black album? You got the new black album? And what I would do is, I would immediately go get the new CDs, and then I would make, I would sell, so I would sell bootlegs for $3. I would sell mixes that I would make for $5. Um, and I just kind of you so your
0: mixes for more than the rappers so you sold their no, no, albums. It wasn't
1: mixes of my music; it was mixes of popular songs. No, I mean,
0: no. but the like, Tim mixtape was worth more than the rapper's actual album. <laughs> yes, albums. because
1: I was really paying attention to what was popping. and I would make a whole compilation, and people would be like, "Oh shit," because it, it, be, it would be songs they wouldn't know about, and so I would sell these. And it was more effort to make a mix, you know. What See, I'm saying?
0: Spotify, y'all just took what people was already doing and monetized it. Pretty much you Swedish people. <laughs> Excuse me, balls. Yeah, I did not have nothing after
1: Swedish. So, <laughs> so you, you little friended Grindy Brundis. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and then if the C- the CDs that wouldn't sell, that you know were kind of old or whatever, I would put a little red dot on them, and I would have like, "This is my red dot sale." Those will go for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so I would literally walk into a classroom just to say, "What's up to people?" They'd be like, "Tim, what you got today?" I'd walk into a class and leave with like two hundred dollars like just just saying what's up to people because they i was like the bootleg man yeah (laughs) and then when air forces were really popular i saw on some like fashion website because i used to look at that stuff that like nelly and jermaine dupri were getting their shoes like custom painted and i was like i could do that so i went to Michaels, got some acrylic paint started customizing my air forces to match my jerseys and then people would hit me up to like paint their shoes i would do that for like twenty dollars and You was hustling since forever. You know what? It's just I didn't want my parents to pay for me trying to look cool. You know what I'm saying? That's. But you actually did something about that.
0: Yeah, that
1: is amazing.
0: You you. eventually paid their house off.
1: Uh, yeah, with M and Ms and and and
0: bootleg (laughs) CD money. Nah, nah, (laughs) nah. All right, so you uh. You were a theater kid in high school. Yeah, yeah, so we yes, was. Yeah. Do you remember uh any of your favorite plays or anything that you did that that was like helped put you on this path? I'll tell you specifically. Um, okay.
1: I got I got some good stories for you, Kev. This I'm, is great. I'm glad.
0: The people are gonna get to know me on this
1: on this episode of, <laughs> this of coming is the to hope. the stage. And I'll tell you what, real quick side tangent, guys, I got dressed for Kev on Stage. He got a fit off, ladies and gents. If you watch every other ADD, <laughs> like Kev on Stage <laughs> studio shoot, I'm in a hoodie and a beanie. Maybe, may, maybe, maybe a nah hoodie and a beanie, right? <laughs> yeah. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get dressed for Kev today. You got the hair slick? Guy? I was like, I'm gonna put product in my hair today for Kev. <laughs> I had a little pimple. I took my girl's, my wife's Fenty. I splashed a little bit concealer on because <laughs> we're almost the same color, even though she's not Asian, <laughs> and it was it's convenient. <laughs>
0: Okay, oh so my gosh.
1: specifically when I went to Paramount High, because I, I was definitely like the class clown and stuff. I did I did little musicals and stuff mm-hmm. at, at, in junior high, too. But I went to Paramount, and I, I low-key had a little existential crisis, right, as, really? a, as a sophomore, because this is my first time ever being in a new school around new people. And I'd always had the same friends since, since I was like first, second, third grade, right? right? So now I'm in a new high school, first time in a public school. I didn't know anybody. And I'm like, wow, am I shy? Because I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't making friends. I'm like... Was my whole image of myself as a class clown only because I was comfortable? Like, do I not act? Can I not get outside of my comfort mm, zone? Yeah. So, in drama class, you know, we would do these free rights, write about whatever you want. So, I'm like venting, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, talking about how I used to do this and that, and I'm feeling really self conscious, and I don't have any friends now. I don't know. I don't know who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. So, Mr. Carlin was like, you know what? After he had kind of seen me play a couple games in drama, or whatever, he was like, you're gonna host this talent show coming up. It's called Putting on the Hits. He was like, "I'm gonna put you and this other girl. She was a senior, so she already she was already popular." He was like, "Well, I'm gonna put you and this girl. You guys are gonna co-host it." And I was like, "All right, man, whatever, right?" Yeah, um, yeah. I was like, "Okay." Uh, so I went up on stage, and specifically, there was some technical difficulties one time. I was like, "I gotta just riff now, right?" So I'm just riffing, uh, improvising, being stupid, and um, and I remember like people were feeling, it. people were laughing, right. And that was the first time that I came back to school on Monday and all like, and all the cholos were like, hey, fool, you're, you're funny, fool. You're fucking funny, doc. And I was like, okay. And then that's when they kind of started knowing who I was as a funny person in the school, you know. Yeah. And um, so I was in drama. And the beautiful thing about Paramount High is all the athletic teams were trash. So there was no hierarchy of popular, popular like athletes yeah. and nerds. It was kind of like everybody was just chilling, right? Right. So I was this like popular dude, but I was in drama class you know what I'm saying, with the theater kids and there was no like ah, you know, he was square for being in drama so I was just really having fun and, and um, I was able to um, really kind of like you know, meet some good people. It's like Super Ego my boy Eric, yep, I met yep. him in drama class mm. Um, so um ever since then oh, okay so okay so sophomore year I was in Oklahoma. That was my first yep, music. Yep, yep.
0: Um you ever you ever seen it? I have not seen it in full. I've seen a couple of like the more popular songs. There's
1: a bright golden haze on the meadow. There's a bright golden haze on the meadow. The corn is as high as an elephant's eye. And it looks like it's climbing clean up to the sky. (laughs) Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. (laughs) I've got a beautiful feeling. Everything's going my way.
0: Oh my God, I did not expect that, even knowing who you are. I'm just a girl
1: who can't say no, kissing's my favorite food. With or without the mistletoe, I'm in a holiday mood. Do you remember everything still? Uh, A good majority of it, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, I do that with Hamilton. When I take you out tonight with me, honey, here's the way it's gonna be. (laughs) Uh, uh, Yeah. Nah, but yeah, yeah, I do that with um with Hamilton as well.
0: It was it's getting hot. Oh, man. Yeah. That was great. Uh. So was that the play that changed your life?
1: Oh, come where the wind comes sweeping around the rain. And the raven wheat can sure smell sweet when the, when the, uh, uh, something.
0: Now I've seen it I don't need to I I don't need to sign up When it comes to The Pantages Theater Tim gave us Our own personal Uh, Performance of Oklahoma
1: Oh my god (laughs) But yeah um, So I I loved musicals I've always loved musicals Even like Before I was doing them um, I always liked Watching musicals You know my mom Always used to put on Like The Sound of Music And Mm. I love like Mary Poppins um, Disney movies, like, that was always my, you know, I enjoyed those. That's
0: amazing. So, boom, <laughs> you leave Paramount High. Yeah. You graduate, you attend Cal State Long Beach. Yes. You're, you know, how did you get into that? Because it wasn't a, you know, you didn't go the whole time. You changed your life there, but what was the thought process? Yeah, Um. well, you know what?
1: My parents were always, you know, like traditional Asian parents. I don't feel like just parents in general. I always say Asian parents. You know, there's always a the narrative of, like, Asian parents want to make sure, like, they strict on you for getting good grades and getting an education. But I feel like that's most parents, right? Yeah. But it is a very tradition. like, you know, um, usually Asian kids will steer clear of the entertainment industry because they feel like my parents would never be down for this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, my dad and my parents were always super supportive of me. Like, they always went to all my plays. They were... um you know, even as a little kid, I loved doing impressions. They would always be like to their friends, like, "Oh, like you know, Tim, do your impression." Blah blah blah. Like they knew I loved being on stage. I loved making people laugh, and they were super supportive of that, okay. right? But they were also, um, they also made sure my grades were good, and like, uh, and they were good until high school. Until I got to public school, and then your boy was having fun. Right. But uh, <laughs> but but still, they were like, you know, do this, but make sure you get your degree and have a backup plan. It was always that was always the mentality, okay. right? um and i remember when i started making youtube videos i was in college and don't do the math on that uh (laughs) and so and and my dad you know he was always like oh and because i was also making movies with my boys that i went to high school with okay yep. so we were making little short films submitting them to different like online contests whatever we could get into and my dad was like okay yeah you know I, this is great um love your stuff like but make sure you get your degree right and even as the youtube stuff started beginning to pop off and i was like getting booked for different like you know college shows or i was traveling here to do little little this and that mm-hmm. he was like okay okay that's great but you know make sure you get your degree that was always yeah. at the end of the day right and then so i'm like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. in my head i'm, like, I'm gonna to get this degree for some bullshit, like communications. I'm like, here's your piece of paper, and I'm going to go be famous, right? Right, right. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, there was one semester specifically where I had. I was presented with the opportunity to do a show in Australia, and I was like, oh, I've never been to Australia. This is great. I'll just take the semester off. I'll go to Australia, have a good time. And I'll go back next semester, right?" And then, uh, you know, I took another semester off, and then I took a year off, <laughs> and then, and then once you take two years off, Cal State Long Beach is like, "All right, man, you can't. Like, all right, you you can, what what you doing here?" You know. <laughs> so, um, and then I just ended up. I just never went back. You know. Oh, so was like a
0: dropout in that sense? you had planned to go back but then
1: yeah well it was it was kind of like you know after 2 years i was like uh you know what i got to i got to ride this momentum you know mm-hmm. because also cuz i was at a point where i was still trying to do it i would register for a whole semester of classes and but because of everything happening i couldn't keep up i was just kind of like um Mediocre at both, right? I was, I was, I was. Stuff was going all right with the YouTube, and then, but my classes were man. I was dropping them. I was, you know, it was doing eh, eh, right. And then so I was like, I need to commit to one. Yep. So after that second year off, I was like, "Mm, I'm gonna go hard on this on this YouTube stuff, right? And um and here's what I tell all the kids and, and especially the Asian kids who are like, what 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 advice do you have? For, like if my parents aren't just supportive of me trying to pursue the entertainment career, and I tell them, I'm like, look, man, I know they really trying to drill in that you need to get a degree and a good job, but they will be okay once you start giving them money. <laughs> once you can <laughs> give them some money, they're like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, but also at the un- the underlying point is that they just want to make sure you're straight and you're taken care yeah. of, you know. And I remember specifically there was a time <laughs> where my mom was like,
0: "Want to take a quick break from this podcast and tell you about our sponsor for today's episode? Better Help. This podcast is sponsored by Better Help. Life can be overwhelming, and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless, trapped, detachment, fatigue, and more." Listen, (laughs) I'm feeling burnt out right now I just shot 19 days of my own show In between that, I had to shoot 8 episodes of a television show in one day Podcast every other Saturday Immediately travel to my nephew's graduation Without a moment's rest And BetterHelp is helping me To get back to my normal self, okay? I'm sitting in the car right now And I just had to take a moment Okay, just been around everybody. And I'm like, man, enough, enough. We associate burnout with work, but that's not the only cause. Any of our roles in life can lead us to lead to us feeling burned out and BetterHelp help. Online therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing stress in your life. And I want you to be better. Okay, better help is customized online therapy that offers video phone and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, much more convenient, and you can match with the therapist in under 48 hours. Coming to the stage, listeners can get 10% off of their first month at BetterHelp.com slash stage. That's B-E-T-T-E-R H-E-L-P dot com slash stage. And now
1: back to the show. You're gonna, you're still gonna go back and get your degree, right? And I'm like, Mom, alright, look, you want me to go back and get my degree, or you want me to keep paying for your shit? She's like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I always tell people, the moment I knew my dad knew it was serious, right? Because, like, you know, parents always have things that they brag to their their old friends about yeah. when it comes to your kids, you know? And my dad, you know, I used to overhear him talking to his friends. And he was like, yeah, you know, my my son, my son, he's majoring in this and that at Cal State Long Beach. And also, he, uh you know, he does these, like, videos with his friends. you know, I'm like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. And then one day I was listening, and he was like... You know my son's famous on YouTube.
0: Uh (laughs) I was like, oh, he gets it. The game has changed. The game has changed. (laughs) So, before you were famous on YouTube, you actually did a thing called Kings of MySpace. (laughs) Yeah. Talk to us about Kings of MySpace. Man, is this a Nardwar interview? (laughs) This (laughs) I told you Marquita Brownie don't play now. If she don't work on this show, Man. this show is over. I, I'm not going to do this if Marquita Brownie don't do the prep. Well, doot do the loot doot.
1: Okay, so as I said, me and my boys from high school, we used to, you know, we and it's a blessing to have a circle of, of homies that understand what you want to do and, and are after the same thing because yeah. I feel like a lot of people trying to pursue it, uh they run into problems where their friends are like, "Man, what are you doing? Like, this isn't gonna work out." You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's where the struggle is. I I'm blessed to have homies that from the jump wanted the same thing, and we we supported each other. All right. Yeah. So I'm like specifically, it's my boys, PD Flow, Super Ego, Ricky Shucks. These are you, their YouTube names. Okay. Um. So early before YouTube, we were making. Oh, actually, okay. This was YouTube had just started. This was probably oh seven oh eight ish. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. Something like that. Um. We did a video called "The Kings of MySpace," right? Yeah. And my boy P D Flow, he's really nice with the graphics. Back then, it was like the stuff he was putting out. It was like, "Whoa, this is this is unheard of right. Our YouTube video." <laughs> so we did a video. I wrote a song about it was a rap song about how like we are the kings of MySpace and just saying like we get so many likes and so many friend requests, you know. Yeah. Um, and oh, but it was bars. It was it was bars. <laughs> I was like, uh you know how we used to sign on to, to MySpace and you would get hyped when you would see like, oh, new picture comments, new this yeah. comments, new this comments. Yeah. I mean one of my one of my bars was like something something. I got so many friends. I see more news flashing than CNN. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. So <laughs> so it was funny, it was bars and um for what it for that time, it went viral. You know what I'm saying? Tom, MySpace, Tom posted a bulletin about our video, wow. and we got featured on YouTube all in the same week. Back in the day, if you don't know, YouTube they would feature certain videos on the homepage. Yeah. There was no algorithm. It was it was just look at this video. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So we were like, whoa, we made it. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. It was like Tom, YouTube, and we were like, okay, okay, this is it. We went and celebrated at BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> we were like feeling ourselves we were like yo Pazuki time we made it <laughs> so um and that was kind of the first time we ever really went viral and that you know and um oh so as a result we all had our myspaces at the end of the video so people could go at us right mm-hmm. and my myspace was a myspace music page my rap name used to be traffic that was my yep. rap name and i remember because of all the <laughs> traffic from that video <laughs> is that
0: where the name came from
1: partly yeah, yeah yeah. what's the other part i'll tell you right now okay. um, <laughs> be- and from all that traffic from the video i actually hit a list as the top 10 one of the top 10 unsigned rappers in california at one point really <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my it's kind of crazy <laughs> um okay so my original rap name my old rap name traffic now I had two names because I had Timothy DeLaGhetto and I had Traffic because I didn't want people to think I was making comedy rap. Got it. So I wanted them to be like, okay, Timothy DeLaGhetto is for the funny stuff and then Traffic is for, like, the actual music, the bars, because I'm not doing, like, parody rap, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So the original name Traffic is, (laughs) all right, so when I was in high school, I used to rap with the homie Cameron, okay? We used to rap together. He was calling himself Traffic. I was calling myself Ticket. And so we were traffic ticket. That was the combo, right? And then after we graduated, he stopped rapping, and I was like, "All right, can I have traffic? I like it better." <laughs> and that was the name. But I would tell people, I would tell people stuff like, "Nah, it's because you know, like, when you're like drug trafficking, you're bringing something that people don't want there. So I'm bringing something to the game that they're not ready for." And then when, when I started popping online, I was like, yeah, you know, because, you know, no, no, I'm doing it online, so I'm getting a lot of traffic to the websites. And I was, you know, just trying to make it sound cool, you know.
0: Oh, but the truth is, it was just you and your boy. Yeah. And he stopped, and you were like, hey, let me get that traffic. Yeah, I
1: was like, y- you going to? You gonna you gonna eat that? <laughs>
0: so in 2006, you released your first mixtape. Oh, yeah. will rap for food? Yeah. Were you shocked by how well people received it? Well, actually, that was
1: my second mixtape. <laughs> was it? My first mixtape ever was called uh, the first mixtape. <laughs> and but this was early on. This was like probably like as soon as the Kings of Mindspace YouTube stuff started happening, or like I, I put out like just like ten very cheaply recorded songs mm-hmm. literally in PD Flow's room you know what I'm saying called the first mixtape and then Will Rap for Food came out a few years later and um and with both mixtapes I was really surprised um at how much support I got for the music because you know it, there were kids like like all, because I was sending them for free at first for the mm. first mixtape, especially I was like, "Let me know if you want one, I'll send it to you." And I was getting requests from like all over the world. I'm like, "Man, this is crazy! Like the internet is crazy." You
0: mailing them, or I was mailing
1: them. Yeah, you were literally mailing CDs. I was mailing CDs. CDs. To anybody who asked for them. yeah, really. And then, but the request was got so overwhelming. I was like, "All right, I got to do something else," you know. Wow. So then I started selling them, you know. Um, but I was mail. I was making like you know bootleg. I was making yeah. copies of the CD and literally mailing them out. Um, so you
0: were losing money yeah <laughs> <laughs> building your name yeah man so in 2009 you put out your first album rush hour oh wow yeah loot ohio to record the video where did the concept for those videos come from talk to me it's about about rush hour
1: so rush hour okay so i had i had done some rapping on youtube right and uh there was a rap duo by the name of young deuce out of out of Ohio And their manager Hit me up And they are like Yo I manage these Rapper producers We'd love to Produce a whole album For you Um We'll fly you to Ohio For a week Mm. And we'll knock it out And I was like I mean no one ever Hit me up with an offer Like this before You know Never been to Ohio Before Fair (laughs) Shout out to Fairfield Ohio Um Shout out to Grippo's Chips Um That's some chips They only got in Ohio They're delicious Um (laughs) And uh so we flew out I was with Rick I brought Rick with mm-hmm. me um, And Rick's actually on A couple of those songs too Rapping? Rapping and singing Rick! <laughs> the man of many talents Yeah he was going by Rick Rude back then Before he was This was before he was Ricky Shucks So We knocked out the song The whole album in a week That's why I, That's why it was called Rush Hour oh. And because you know Like and the dudes That produced the album Were black and I'm Asian Of course you know Rush Hour Have anything to do With the movie? No Oh Okay <laughs> <laughs> so it was just because it was like we, we knocked it out real quick Got you know? it And my name was Traffic Got it So um, Knocked that out uh, Did a couple You know Released a couple uh, There's some good it's some good songs on there mm-hmm. You know some of it is like You know I wouldn't listen to it now But I You know I think I just put it on the other day I was like There's some alright
0: songs on here <laughs> <laughs> So this around this time Is the time you got fired from CPK Yeah like, What was that about? So let me tell you So I was working at California Pizza Kitchen. Shout out to CBK. Uh,
1: I was working at California Pizza Kitchen, and uh, I enjoyed the uniforms at the time, okay? It was (laughs) was slick. It was a white button-up, red or yellow tie, and some black slacks, and I thought it was a cool little outfit. And then they were like, we're going to switch to all black, black button-ups, black pants. And at the time, so now I would love that outfit, but at the time, I was like, "Mm, it's going to make me look short, right? Right. And plus, we got that long-ass apron, too. I was like, "Mm, I'm not feeling this, right? So, (laughs) Twitter wasn't so much of a monster as it is now back then. Like, back then, it wasn't such a force, you feel me? Yeah, yeah. So, I was just bored at work. They just told us about the new uniforms that weren't rolled out yet. So, I tweeted, at California Pizza Kitchen. And I was like, black button-ups are the lamest shit ever. Put my phone back in my pocket. Went to go slang some pizzas. And then I get a DM from California Pizza Kitchen saying, thank you for your opinion on our new uniforms. What store do you work at? I was like, oh, God. Delete the tweet. (laughs) I'm not replying to this, right? Back then, there was no information on my Twitter except for a link to my YouTube. My YouTube, only information it had was that I was from Long Beach, okay? California Pizza Kitchen hits up the general manager of the Long Beach area California Pizza Kitchen.
0: Oh, my God. They're like,
1: do you know this person? She's like, yeah, it's Tim. They're like, you got to fire him. What? Yes, because of that tweet, and they found another tweet where I said, time to go to work at California Skiza Kitchen, (laughs) that they did not like. (laughs) 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 They wanted you out of there. Apparently, there's something in the old CPK handbook that says you are not allowed to disparage the company on any public whatever. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. I was just glad they didn't find the tweet where I was like, I love going to the walk-in freezer and stealing food. (laughs) Because I used to be just back there bored eating pepperoni. Really? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the security camera with Tim sitting on a box and just eating refrigerated pepperoni. <laughs> yeah.
1: Nah, I want no cameras back there. <laughs>
0: Why did you tweet it
1: at them? Because I didn't realize the. We- the, the, the brevity <laughs> of this, of how much that tweet would, uh, just the 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 how much trouble that could cause. You know what I'm saying? I would never do that now. I love how you thought. I'll just delete this. Yeah, everything will be okay. Damn. So <laughs> I so yeah, they 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 fired me. But I'll tell you this: um, the week I got fired, and this is why I believe in the universe, and and you know, and and just like God's plan, and and mm. and just uh, think just things. Right. <laughs> the week I got fired. I won a YouTube contest for $15,000, which gave me a nice little cushion to really go hard on the YouTube videos, you know, and, and, you know, and, and now I was, I had time, I wasn't working, (laughs) so it was like, you know, I felt like, you know, one door closes, another one opens, and I haven't,
0: I hadn't worked a real job since, you know. Since that? Yeah. Since 2009? Yeah. That is at least 10 years ago. Yeah. 13? 13. 13. 13. Okay. hmm Those nines and the three always throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So in that same so do you, did you ever go back and work with CPK on like Brando or anything? No, I eat there all the time. It's really solid.
1: <laughs> People are actually surprised at how much I gas up CPK since they fired me, but right. it's delicious. It's really good. Like- it's a really good. I restaurant. St- look, I love a good bougie restaurant. I love trying new restaurants, but CBK is like a solid. I can always depend on CBK.
0: Listen, chicken yeah. barbecue pizza is solid. Oh, fire! Great and apps. They- strong drinks for a. For a chain oh, restaurant you can get turnt Bro, cpk be like, you finna go home? Not today <laughs> I'd be like, man, it's 2pm Yeah, I just wanna have a little happy hour They're like, no, this is the strongest drink ever It's pretty great So that same year, you shot High School Sucks the Musical Yeah And it was your first movie deal And you said it was a stupid deal Yeah, let me tell why, you Why, Tim?
1: Okay So as a result of videos like Kings of MySpace We also did one called Kings of YouTube Both went, like, relatively viral Okay mm-hmm. So as a result, my boy PD Flow, he's getting some some uh, meetings, right, with mm-hmm. production companies, movie companies. Um, I, I would go as far to say we were the first YouTubers to get a movie deal, all right? Okay. Because um, this was so early. Um, so Lakeshore Entertainment hit us up. They were like, would you like to you know, do a movie, right? And we were so just thirsty, right? Yeah. And we had never worked with companies at this scale before. Um, we didn't know what was a good deal, what wasn't. Mm-hmm. But it was, when I tell you, people that had experience would hear about our budget to make a movie, and they'd be like, is this for Crafty? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, is this your lunch money? <laughs> Shocked at how much we were given. And PD Flow, like, you know what I'm saying, bless his heart, he was so just ready to prove himself. Mm. He was going into meetings like, oh, you want to offer me this? <laughs> I'll do it for this. Less? Yes! To, hey. He was doing I, that. Hey, Petey. We had to be, I, this was, we were so young. I'd be like, bro, what <laughs> are you, give you doing?
0: Grand. We'll do it for 25. He's like, I'll tell you what I do with this. <laughs> no, no. 125? 25,000.
1: Because he's like, nah, I'm building up, I'm building relationships by showing. Sure. I'm like, man. So we ran out of money. Okay. We're filming this movie, <laughs> super shoestring budget. We ran out of money. And when we were like, yo, we would like more money to finish this, they were like, nah so it got caught in this like limbo you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying well we never finished it but we had released two or three like music videos from the video from the movie as like teasers because we were supposed to be done by a certain amount of time but mm-hmm. we couldn't finish it so now i mean when i say to this day i still get hey what's up with high school sucks the musical because it never came out
0: Wow! but
1: it did so here's some other like just stupid industry nonsense right yeah it did get acquired by another company and they gave us money to finish it. We ended up finishing the movie's done. But this mo- but this company owns it and they're not doing anything with it.
0: Really? So it's
1: just on this like proverbial shelf somewhere chilling.
0: Oh my. Yeah. And I didn't it, know you finished it. It's done
1: and the dude that uh, like one of the heads of that company, he follows me on Instagram and I'll be like Hey man, how much to buy this off you, bro? Right. But <laughs> he and, hasn't seen the DM or he hasn't replied. And, come on and give it to the people. Uh, we might have to edit some things now, cause some of the uh,
0: some of the jokes we wrote ten years ago probably <laughs> oh, yeah. probably wouldn't work now. <laughs> but <laughs> that's the thing about the internet, man. You ten years ago was a different time. Yeah. And the internet. See, I, I have this theory, and we we you know it's a quick aside. Uh-huh. Comedy has always been changing hmm. Right. You could all you always had to change with the time. The Internet has just captured the old time. Yes. Before the Internet, you I mean, I mean there's a time where blackface was not only acceptable. It was the number one style of stand up. Mm-hmm. I saw a newspaper clipping of when people were like, you really can't do that. And blackface comedians, white dudes were like, uh, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> so the whole you're taking comedy, the fun out of comedy is been happening since, you know, right. The beginning of time. Just the internet is like, if I saw myself back in 2010 or 11, the stuff I thought was funny or the yeah. stuff I said on stage, you cannot say those words no more.
1: I mean, I think, I think that's how people forget to look at it, right? You got to yeah. look at yourself 10 years ago. The stuff you were saying, the stuff you were laughing at. Like,
0: people change. People Things change. Things change. The internet just be like, 2010, you thought it was funny? Like... Well in 2010 that was funny. Not it was way. okay to laugh. I didn't we didn't even know that was problematic. Problematic wasn't even a word then. D- really. Exactly, bro. Problematic is a relatively new idea. The, the craziness is people be like, this dead person, look what they said in
1: 1930. <laughs> we shouldn't be sad about them being dead. <laughs> <laughs> they said this in 1925. <laughs> we like
0: be what? Sad about them being <laughs> dead? <laughs> The problem is, is when you want to hold to the stuff from then and still say it's funny and still I don't don't if if you if people found my old tweets I'd be like yeah I was man that's what I thought then I'm sorry yeah uh, but people tell you it's wrong then you learn
1: yes I've done some sweeps of my tweets and I've 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 privated some old videos oh I've done sweeps
0: (laughs) I went some stuff and I was like boy was you crazy (laughs) (laughs) I used but it wasn't it didn't even catch no flack then I mean and back then 2010 Twitter was. I'm gonna be reckless just to be just cuz whole part of the part of the whole uh, culture of that app. Yeah. Because you just feel like you're tweeting this. It's I don't know where it goes. Yeah. I just hate my job. Black black buttons <laughs> ups are stupid. Anyway. <laughs> wait, I'm fired? Why? <laughs> exactly. It was like a bubble, you know. You what know what's there? interesting? Twitter's the reason I got the name Kevin on stage. Really? Because I was tweeting reckless, like we all were, and my name was at Kevin Fredericks. Mm. And I was like, man. Somebody finds his tweet. They just got, I don't have a common name. Mm. If you go to Key Bank, Kevin Fredericks, it's going to be me. I'm mm. black. So I was like, I'll do Kev on stage because uh-huh. I'm a comedian. I'm on stage. That makes sense. And I changed my Twitter picture to just a microphone and be like, am, am I Kev? Oh. I got fired anyway from that job, but it wasn't, for, <laughs> it wasn't for tweets. So my plan was like, it worked, but I was a bad employee at the same time. Mm. So anyway. Uh, but Real quick. Yeah.
1: I can see you over there just chilling with ah, your girlfriend. Can't I believe never told it you. that I should you should be you. Here with me. I should have never told Dancing you. <laughs> sing with me.
0: Breaking with me. Ah, you know how, how, how much torture it is to enjoy their music, but not Slim's voice? I like the songs. I want the other three to sing them. Give them to Q. <laughs>
1: Woo! man! Q has this <laughs> on part three—the song with all the bangers like "Peaches and Cream" and and and, and all those. Q has this song called "I'm a Player." Oh. <laughs> and I remember
0: Q sing more, more Q. They, let's they should play have, them. they
1: should have. And I and I remember I was dating this girl at the time, but I I stopped. I kind of ghosted her because I felt like she was getting too serious, yeah. and I felt really bad about it. Yeah. And I would put on that song because it was like. I'm a player. And be like, girl, I thought you knew. And I and I remember listening to that song and be like, Annabelle, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you like that.
0: Oh, my God. Ugh. Okay, so in 2011, you hit a million subscribers on YouTube. Damn, is that when that happened? 2011. Okay. What was that like? Because, listen, a million subscribers on YouTube was not common. It's really still not that common now. YouTube yeah. is a very hard platform to grow on now. Yeah. But at that time, what did that feel like?
1: Back then, hitting a million subscribers was like monumental. It was yeah. almost like a small, special club when you hit a million. Mm-hmm. You know, Nowadays, there will be people with 15 million. I've never heard of them ever. It's, it's crazy. And you go to TikTok, there's kids with oh 30 God. million. And you're like, oh, okay. Bruh. But uh, yeah, back then, a million subscribers was like, wow. Yeah. Mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. It was like. It was like, man, a million is like the population of Oklahoma every night, my honey lamb and I Sit alone and talk and watch a hawk Making lazy circles in the sky
0: right. How many songs is in this musical? I feel like we're halfway through the second act by now uh, Intermission should be coming soon I want out of this. I want out of this musical. <laughs> 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 <sighs> <sighs> uh, okay. So let's fast forward a little bit more to 2012. Yeah. You joined the cast of MTV's Wild and Out, right? Yeah. And, I mean, you were a mainstay for a long periodically, time. Yeah. <laughs> on Wild Out. After being a mainstay on YouTube and never stopping. YouTube. What did that do for you? I know it brought you all kinds of new fans who didn't even know about you from YouTube. Like, talk to me about how big that was for you.
1: Yeah, and Out for me was, um, more than anything, it was a, a validation for me mm. for all the times, all the years on YouTube, especially where I would tell people, guys, I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. I'm going to do this and this and that. I'm going to be on, like, real-ass television. Yeah. And for every hater that was like, man, you're never going to be on TV. you too short. Mm. New do they know Everybody on TV is short as hell. Bruh, they really are. <laughs> yeah. People be short. Yes. And for everybody, it was like, man, your skin is trash. You ain't going to be TV. You ain't going to be on TV. But little do they know, makeup artists be on point. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, my mom would always be like, you got to take care of your skin if you're going to be on TV. I'm like, mom, if you knew what these makeup artists can do. So... And but but yes, just to prove people wrong and just validate for myself, like yeah. what I always told myself when I got on TV, it was like, yes, I told you. And to me, yes, you were right, you know. Yeah. And it was great to um really be like, be able to put that on my resume as someone who's coming from the Internet mm-hmm. on a time where. You know, if you were a YouTuber, you know, because it was really just YouTube back then. They be yeah. like, "Ah, what you mean, one of them internet people?" Yeah. You know, "Oh, you make a little YouTube video as a diss, yeah, as a diss." Yeah. So f- I mean, I mean, YouTube is—it's weird because YouTube is now I feel like held on a higher pedestal than oh, you a you a TikTok, you a viner, right, a right? <laughs> you know, but um, it was it was that that moment was 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 very just kind of like yes for me, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and it was dope to be able to. Represent for my people, you yeah. know, as the token Asian on there, um, cause you know I always tell people too, like for me, being the only Asian dude, um, most of the time when we were doing the wild style at the end, they weren't roasting me, they were roasting Asian people. You know what I'm saying? Were. It they was roasted,
0: it was all Asian stereotypes. It was just not Tim specific stuff. Yeah, it was just that, you
1: know like your basic three to five Asian yeah. stereotypes, and I can't necessarily hit back with all the black stereotypes. Yeah, where's got, your dad at? Right. Oh, hey, man. Th- yeah, what? you only get, like, <laughs> one of those per season. Right. And I never did one of those, you know? Right. But, like, I would I would have to come at Carlos, specifically. Carlos's mm. beard or Chico's head. It was like yeah. I couldn't come at it from that angle, you know? Unless it was like you got to navigate it right, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, but right. I, I would also, that's not something I could really do like mm-hmm. that. Um, and luckily for me, going to a school in a very, like, diverse area and, like, battling people at lunch. Yeah. I was already used to rebuttaling jokes like that since yeah, I was a little yeah. kid. So yeah. when they come at me with the, oh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Tim's mom cooks cats and dogs, like it was easy to be like, nah, we don't eat dog, but I eat your mom's pussy, whatever, whatever. Now who's winning? Now who's winning? <laughs> Because your boy got comebacks stored for days, <laughs> you, you know.
0: Heard that joke since
1: yes, second grade. And it was it was um it actually got kind of uh difficult for me on the show because when the first few seasons when they would when they would attack me because they'd be like I got this easy joke for Tim but then people learned I got these fire comebacks they kind of stopped coming for me. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah, so I person. if I wanted a moment during the Wild Style. Now I got to call someone out, and I hated calling people out because mm. when you get called out, people are more likely to be on your side. Ah, so when they would be like, ah, oh, damn, what they coming at Tim for? Oh, Tim has got a bar. Yeah. But when I'm like, all right, hey, uh, Carlos, come here, man, or oh, Justina, come here, now they're automatically rooting for the other person. That
0: is true. Yeah. I never realized it's that. It's a whole process. It's a whole thing. Yeah. It's a production, by the way. I yeah. went to a taping of an episode. I was like. First of all, they shoot for like three hours Yeah, for like a 30-minute episode. Most of the jokes don't even make it. Exhausting, it- and
1: like, while and Out is like you're constantly just like, it's after a day of while and Out, you're just mentally drained. I bet. I remember first season or one of the seasons, um, they premiered with the last episode we filmed, and I was tired. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. out of jokes. I was tired, and So that episode, I was dead, but they premiered with it because it was Rick Ross and he was our biggest guest that season. So everyone was like tweeting me like, Tim, what's wrong, bro? Where your jokes at? I'm like, man, look, I'm sleepy.
0: (laughs) 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 You've had some success with MTV. You were wilding out. You're on your own show, Deliciousness. Is that true? That's the first credit you had? With your actual birth name? Yeah. Oh, that How was How did beautiful. that feel? That was great. Uh, mm. yeah, look,
1: a- MTV, uh, they are really great with if they F with you, they are good at thinking of you for other things. Mm. And um, me skewing off and, and doing food for the past couple of years has really opened up a lot of different opportunities, deliciousness being one of them. Yeah. Um, And uh, deliciousness is great because compared to Wildin' Out's workload, way easier. Really? Oh, Kev. <laughs> bruh. For and Out, Okay. Every episode, we shoot dan- at least two hours. We play four games. It's a uh, 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 this game, a this game, a song game, a wild style. You're hyping up the crowd. You mm. know what I'm saying? You gotta like you, and you know you're looking at people like, is this person gonna say this to me? You know what I'm saying? You're all mentally just always here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Ready to yeah, fight? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Deliciousness. I sit on a couch. <laughs> I show up. I get makeup on. I sit on a couch. And I just say whatever stupid shit that comes to mind yep. when I see this clip. We knock out like four episodes in a day. Um, there's only three, three. There's only four of us on the show, so pay is way better <laughs> compared to Wild Now, Out, which has like 20 people that they got to distribute funds yeah, to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, it's beautiful. I get to look at Kelly Kapowski all day. <laughs> it's amazing. And you love food. I love food. Yeah. You have been doing food content a little, little aside. I hit Tim when I saw Sin Foods. <laughs> I was like, Tim. <laughs> You've just shown me that this could be done without chef people. Because I watched in Foods, you and David, and all we did was put the black version on that uh-huh. and say, oh, we're going to go to black restaurants with black comedians. Yeah. But it's basically send foods with niggas.
1: I mean, <laughs> and that's beautiful. <laughs> uh, I, uh, you know, I started send foods because, yes, I love food shows. Mm-hmm. I love food. Um, but also I felt like, you know, there was a whole demographic of foodie that these food shows Weren't catering to absolutely, you know what I'm saying? And like, shout out to like Guy Fieri because like diners, drivings, and dives. Like, yes, um, that's also I feel like food for more like the common viewer. Yeah,
0: but he's a chef. But he's a chef, so not he, a person, exactly. Like a re- I mean, he's a person, but you know what I'm saying.
1: You know, no, 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 he's not, yeah, he's not a, a regular, just I, a
0: regular person. I might not know what type of stuff they're putting. Yeah, on when you there. I buy it, I'll be like, that's a regular. I'll be like, this is fire. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care what it is. Like,
1: what's this I pepper? What's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like, when I hit up David to do some foods, you know, David's a little more knowledgeable about the food than I am. So mm-hmm. I like that I could kind of play this angle of like because he'll be like oh no this is a, a, a remoulade of whatever whatever mm-hmm. and i would be like oh what the fuck is that <laughs> and then we get to play this angle of you know um, we just are two people that enjoy food mm-hmm. and we want to try everything and drink everything and, and I think you know it really appeals to people that Yes, I don't know,
0: but I would like to know. Absolutely, and Tim <laughs> paid for that out of his own pocket. I paid for that show my, out of my own pocket before you sold it to Thrillist. Yes, that's right. You believed in it, mm-hmm. and you funded it. You always got to just believe in yourself, mm-hmm.
1: and then I feel like uh, you know, not only will people be like
0: yeah Mm. but the universe will be like yeah i'm telling you man if you're pushing a car somebody's more likely to get out and help you push Mm. if you're standing behind a stalled car people are just gonna drive by. fire that's good where'd you get that from i just made it up (laughs) 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 so before we close i want you to talk to me about i mean you've accomplished a lot but i know you want to accomplish so much more Mm -hmm. so what would you like your next 5 10 you know 15 years to look like if it went the way you want okay so if it goes the way i want because people ask me this all the time like what's like why do you still feel like you need to like
1: work you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying if like you're like successful whatever right um but i i let's go back to the fresh prince format right fpf so fpf uh so arguably i've accomplished that i mm-hmm. i've i've done music and the music like did great i was able to travel the world doing shows um i've i've been on tv i have a show on MTV currently uh i've been in a couple movies here and there like little small roles done some terrible independent ones mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so ideally for me now is to take all of that and 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 multiply it times ten, right? Like, okay. uh, I'm about to work on my first album for the first time in ten years again. Uh, under Tim Chantarang
0: suit. Oh, yeah. No traffic, cause traffic we let go in 2017. Yeah, and I've
1: been kind of dropping random singles here and there, and like if people want to collab. But I, this is my first project since my Cruise Control album, which turned ten years old this year. Mm. Um. Uh, which is, oh, Fire album, if you want yeah. to listen to that. Um, and so, you know, it would be great to really, you know, just get some more people listening listen to my music. But in terms of, like, the TV, like, oh, yeah, I'm on MTV, but I would love to be on some ABC, NBC scripted situation, yeah, you know? Yeah, Um, And um, as far as movies, uh, I'm trying to write one. Uh,
0: We've been talking about this for how long, Tim? I know,
1: I know, I know. You, I'm sure there's so many other Kev on stage interviews where I've been talking about the
0: same movie I've been trying to write. <laughs>
1: Um, and also, just be on some real headlining. Uh, my face on the poster movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. I, I, I,
0: I have no doubt you're gonna achieve all that stuff. Thank you, kid. And uh, <clears throat> you're also p- supposed to invite me to eat dinner. Yes, with your parents. That's going. I down. feel like I'm. Not, I'm not gonna ask anymore, Tim. No, 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 no. I no. feel like I'm bothering you. No, you're not. I've been like, hey, Tim, I want to. You know, your mom will be fired, and she slide the egg off. I'm uh-huh. like, man, I would love to see what that tastes like. You, you will experience that this year stage crew cam single me out you heard it here first <laughs> this year can i bring melissa of course me and melissa tim and chia baby veda wait, wait 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 wait, ask me again
1: i missed the opportunity for a joke ask me again if you can okay. bring melissa can i bring melissa hell no <laughs> all right god i wish i would have got that all right
0: <laughs> this year all right before we go we have kev's top 10 we ask this of every guest the only thing we ask is you, be honest with your answer. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, here we go. Number one, who's your favorite person? Uh, Chia. All right. Number two. Wait, wait, one- take it back, Veda. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter. My daughter. Uh, number two, what's one of your happiest moments? Happiest moments was uh, paying off my family's mortgage. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was one of my happiest moments, too. Oh, that's good. For you. Yeah. What was one of your saddest moments?
1: saddest moments was this time this fool omar ate my cheetos without asking me they were jalapeno cheddar chips cheetos has this flavor called jalapeno cheddar they're delicious i had my own bag i left them on a seat he grabbed them and just started eating them who does that
0: omar does that (laughs) that was just all like that's the first thing that came to mind all right grits salt and pepper or butter (laughs) and sugar
1: I, I go I go with the
0: butter and salt actually. Ah
1: We were right there <laughs> Sweet potato pie or pumpkin pie? Ah man, you know what? I didn't really grow up with sweet potato pie like that. I'm gonna say pumpkin pie.
0: Neither did I, Tim. <laughs> Neither did I. Anita Baker or Patty LaBelle. Here's a funny story. Okay. Uh real quick.
1: My boy was just at the a Gram, he was at the Grammys and he went to an after party. He was like, Yeah, so we was at this club and um I ran into Anita. Me and Rick were both like Baker, and he was like, "Man, a Brazilian girl to be shaking her ass." Like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, I'm old." <laughs> so I'm gonna say I need a Baker. <laughs> uh, all right, we usually say favorite black saying, but favorite Asian saying.
1: <laughs> favorite Asian saying, and and this is it, I say this because it's not an Asian. I say I say this because everybody should say this. Uh, take your shoes off before you come to my house. Respect, respect. <laughs> What excites you? Um, Being able to do what I love and make a living
0: off it. It's as simple as that, isn't it? <laughs> I tell people all the time, like, bruh, I used to work jobs I hated. Yeah. Money's great. Trust me, I love it. Mm-hmm. But being able to go to work and do what I love, that is the piece. Mm-hmm. That is the piece that surpasses all. Surpasses? <laughs> sur, surpasses? <laughs> <Surpathifies>. Surpa- surpasses? <laughs> Why does <is> it surpass? Surpassive. <laughs> I went King James. <laughs> I went KJV. Can't go KJV if you ain't warmed up. Not even new King James. <laughs> All right, surpasses. What bores
1: you? What bores me? Um. Uh what bores me? I'm trying to think of what makes me go, ugh. And I guess it would be um <laughs> people that Make small talk when they're trying to talk business. Oh my god! It's like, bruh, we—you're not my friend. Right? Get to the business. <laughs> we don't need to We don't Let's need to do get this. Get
0: straight to it. <laughs> All right, last one. What do you want your legacy to be?
1: Man, my legacy—I want my legacy to be. I mean, of uh, uh, aside from, um, uh, you know, movie star, uh, amazing bars. Fancy cars. <laughs> I want people to just re- remember me as uh someone who just spread laughs and positivity into the universe. Because I really feel like, you know, when when anyone hits me up and they're like, "Hey, man, you know, I was having a bad day," mm-hmm. and I, I feel like a lot of people say this, but whenever people hit me up and they say, "Hey, I was having a bad day," and you, your content really cheered me up or you brought me out of a dark place. Um, just by being your little stupid self (laughs) i really feel like it gives me purpose you know what i'm saying it's like it 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 tells me why i'm here existing in the universe so people can just remember me as somebody who uh made them feel better spread some love and positivity that is my legacy
0: Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Tim Chantarongsu. Oh, and
1: and made Asian dudes sexy out
0: here in these streets. Making Asian dudes sexy <laughs> in these streets. Tim, tell them where they can find you, what to look forward to, and all that jazz.
1: Yeah, you can find me at uh, youtube.com slash timothy if you uh, enjoy uh, entertaining podcasts. And if you like uh, just fun food videos as well. And just just good good stuff. Um, Instagram is just my whole name, Tim Chantarongsu. You can look forward to the Tim Chantarangsu album coming soon. Uh, Maybe not soon, but eventually. (laughs) And uh, and if if you want to look at an an adorable baby, follow me on Instagram and watch my
0: vlogs. There we go. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, please follow Tim. Follow him the greatest. Thank you so much. If you're watching this and you watched it with ads, then that means you don't have the Kevin Sage Studios app where we have the ad-free version. I got the app. You got it?
1: I sure do. I'll show you right now. Pull it up. I'll show you right now, bro. Real friends. Get in the app. I do it, and I watch the episodes of Black People Don't Do Improv that (laughs) I'm on, and then I close it. (laughs) No, just kidding. (laughs) That's a joke.
0: (laughs) Look. Oh, he has it with Disney Plus in the same box. Bam. Disney Plus and on Stage Studios. (laughs) That's a real friend, ladies (laughs) and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Tim Chonarongsu, thank you for pulling up, Tim. It's always a pleasure. Thank you guys for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.